CougarFan.com, Rise and Shop Podcast, episode 442. Get all of your BYU sports news at CougarFan.com. Matt, do you play Among Us? <laughs> you know the answer to this question. And the fact that you're asking me that is sus. Is sus? Do you mean sus. suspect? You, yes, or suspicious. I'm not sure what it's short for. Oh my gosh, did you just use that? I'm afraid you're yeah. off the podcast. We're I use it all the time. Oh my I used gosh. it in a work conference call. Oh, for the ago. love. And it was very popular. Uh, I can't. Uh, it was popular because they were mocking you. I don't care if they were mocking me. It was funny, and it brought levity to a conversation that needed it. So oh, it works. You're so awesome. Um, yes, you actually tipped me off to Among Us, and one of our girls wanted to play it, so we have started playing it as a fam. Yes, that's what we do. And it is it's a lot yep. of fun. And we've set up house rules. So when we get the kids in into a game and it's just us, we've set up house settings and house rules for the way that we play it that makes it competitive for all of us to play at the same time. But me, my wife, my 16-year-old son, my 5-year-old son, we can all play. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got uh, similar things going on. we got a 6-year-old, a 10-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 14-year-old, and the two parents playing. The 4-year-old has yet to uh, participate. He He's learning by watching at the moment. Of course. He, we have of course. had to coach him like, oh, you're the imposter. <laughs> We've had a couple of games. Well, you know what? By that, we we have a version of the game we play where the the imposter announces themselves. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. It's, it's basically it's basically hide and seek at that point. So then they have to stay in the cafe in the cafeteria for fifteen seconds or whatever the time period is, and then oh, it's just a race. That would be fun. Try and get all of, and so and you can, can keep completing your tasks even as a ghost, and they just they have to get everyone before the tasks are done oh that's kind of fun and then you toggle their view like so that their view is very narrow like so so they can't so you have to be kind of close to them for them to see you so you can kind of hide in corners and stuff um anyway we, we've we've like toggled all of the settings to try and balance out something that is ultimately competitive for the for the whole range of kids and it's it's fun my well, wife is who isn't even into these things plays with us you need to send me your your toggled settings there, buddy. We'll it was a little bit of trial later. and error. I'll take a screenshot. I'll take a yeah, screenshot yeah. and send it to you. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, thanks for doing that. Well, tonight's show is going to be a little different. We didn't ask for any tweet bag questions, and we're just going to do like the old school Rise and Shout podcast. It's just going to be us talking without questions. Do you want to know why yeah, we'll, that's... We'll see how this... Do you want to know why that's the case, Matt? Because you were too lazy to ask for tweet back questions? Because I forgot to ask for tweet back questions till like an hour ago. And I decided on a... Yeah, we'll just roll. All right. So here we go. First topic, Matt, is BYU basketball. Yes. So what beats... What's better than beating San Diego State in football? <laughs> also beating them in basketball? Also beating them in basketball within six days. And a ranked San Diego State basketball team... That was, according to at least a lot of things, uh, a lot of ratings and and stuff online, potentially the second best team we would play all year. Now, we'll see if that actually plays out. Who knows, right? Uh, how good. I think San Diego State's still going to be good. 
And, you know, a couple weeks ago, everyone was, was almost ready to give up this team for dead. And they've since beaten Utah and San Diego State. So what does this win over San Diego State tell us? And what does it mean for BYU basketball uh, going forward? It tells us that this team, they are who we thought they were. Uh, this is a tournament team. I know everybody kind of got upset about the way things went down against Boise State. But if you just take, if you just helicopter up here for a minute, right? Um, the comeback against St. John's, not the, well, the coming, the comeback and win after the disappointing loss to beat St. John's, the Utah game, and then holding San Diego State off there late in the second, you know, through the second half. Um, yeah, that's a very good sign. This is a tournament team. This is a good team. Now, could we see another stumble here along the way? Yeah, we may. I think Gonzaga, and I'm not including Gonzaga in there as a stumble. Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Um, because that's a pretty good team. But this is a tournament team. That's what this tells us. That's that's who they are. Yeah, I think they're a tournament team. Now, here's the thing: How good is San Diego State? I don't know. I mean, I think they're pretty good, right? I, I, I think. I, I, I think mean, they're the second best team we're going to play all year. I think they will end up being the second best team we play all year. The other piece that's interesting to me is that the West Coast Conference looks pretty good right this year and if you look at the good or bad if you will of this uh is we're gonna get a chance in this case saint mary's is probably similar to us right not a top 30 team but a good team right um then you've got san francisco who beat virginia right you've got pepperdine who's looked pretty good uh, Santa Clara, who's looked pretty good. Pacific, who's looked okay. We may, this may be a year where outside of San Diego, Portland, uh, San Diego and Portland, everybody else is at least decent, which probably means BYU drops a game on the road at some point, right? Not yeah. against Gonzaga or St. Mary's, right? Th- they probably drop a game, but it also means that your resume just looks better when you've only got two teams outside of the top uh, 170, right, that that are in your conference. So it'll be it'll be fun. I think it's going to be fun, and I think you're right. This is, barring a total collapse, this is a tournament team. And if they really get rolling and somehow beat St. Mary's twice, you could end up with a decent seed as well, as well. You know, and, of course, if you beat Gonzaga, but I'm not, I'm not counting on us. We'll have yeah, at least be- two shots, but I Gonzaga's really good. Yeah, if you beat Gonzaga, yeah, you're going. You're going to go to the to, to the show here. But um, that that's a pretty good team. I don't know that 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 is really something anybody can reasonably expect. Um, but yeah, the, but the, the West Coast Conference could be looking at three teams. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a three bid league this year. I think especially I think when is. Gonzaga is this good. Yeah, and especially if, you know, St. Mary's or us can pull off an upset at some point. And Gonzaga, I mean, they may go undefeated, but that's so hard in college basketball. We talk about how hard it is in college football. It's really hard in college basketball. I mean... It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games, and you just, you can't have one letdown, right? And there's enough good teams in the West Coast Conference that somebody... But I'm not going to be shocked if they... If they get through the next week, beat Virginia, Gonzaga does, and get into conference play, 
they may go undefeated going into the NCAAs. And of course, they are probably the odd-on favorite, though Baylor looks uh, Baylor looks pretty good. But I mean, Gonzaga just beat Iowa, who may be the fourth best team in the country, right? Fifth best, whatever. Uh, so, wow. All right. Well, that's enough basketball. Uh, but we'll, I'm sure, be talking about a lot of basketball in next week's show. Uh, so let's preview the Boca Raton Bowl, Matt. Boca Raton. I don't even remember what the sponsor is. Uh, you know, I can't to, remember who it is. You're supposed to chime in. Usually, on Johnny on the spot with the uh, with the sponsors. I had something pulled up for this. Who is the sponsor for this? Who cares? Is it the city Stupid. of Boca Raton? No, it's something else. It's the uh, stupid bull people bull. Uh, it's the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. The what? The who? Roofclaim.com. Come on, buddy. Everybody's roof? been on roof? roofclaim.com. Roof. Roof? Roof, like what's over your head. Roof. Roof claim. Roof, roof. Okay. All right, so what do we expect from Central Florida, Matt? I, I'll be honest, I have not seen UCF play this year. I have seen um, most of the I had seen most of the teams BYU was going to play ahead of time. I I have not seen them play. So so looking at the stats, looking at the scores, what what, what do we expect to see from from Central Florida? Well, I think Central Florida they're a team that can score. Um, they like to throw the ball. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't spread it around a ton. Um, but I, I, I think this is, this is, a, this is an offense that can move the ball down the field and put points on the board. So, you know, do I, do I look at this and expect, um, you know, I, I expect a little bit of a track meet maybe. Um, I, I don't think you, I mean, you're not going to shut this team out. Oh no, this is, this is next to coastal Carolina, the best offense we will have seen all season. Yeah, and I mean, very just, different than Coastal Carolina. And oh yeah, it's a totally it's a totally different approach. But like you go down like they're what the kinds of points that they've scored, right? 58, 33, 38, 44, 51, 49, 26, 51, 49, 34. I mean they're scoring they're scoring a lot of points. Um and uh this uh this quarterback um Dylan Gabriel, I mean he's I mean, it's a, it's, it's just, it's just a sixty-two percent completion percentage. I mean, it's not Zach Wilson type numbers. It's actually that's <laughs> actually nowadays a little below average for a right. college quarterback in a system like he's in. So, so but honestly, three hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, he's had a good year, and, and the other piece is, of course, you know, the family connection that his dad was the quarterback the day that Hawaii beat uh, Ty Detmer and BYU. On the day was it? I think it was the day that he won the Heisman. I believe it was the day. It was either the day or the day after. Yeah, I can't. Remember. I think it's the. I think it was the day. I'm pretty sure it was the day. But anyway, um, so there's a little connection there, and I saw a couple of people saying the Gabriel curse. Like, can it really be a curse when it's only happened once? I, I feel like people are reaching, right? They're reaching for that. Yeah, there's right? no curse here. There's no curse. It just happened once. Um, like. Like thirty years ago. So they're gonna throw the ball around. Matt, the defense is not great. They're they're not like terrible, uh, but they're below average. They've given up a lot of points, sometimes to some pretty mediocre offenses. 
Uh, and you may look at the South Florida game, their last game, and say, oh, well, maybe they put something together. South Florida is terrible. So they didn't put anything together. They're just not, they just had an opponent that wasn't any good. Yeah, and, and therein is the rub, right, for UCF, is they've, you know, in a lot of these games, you know, they, they lost the game 49 to 50. Um, you know, they're, you know, we're, they're, or winning a game 58 to 46. I mean, they've, uh, they've given up some points. Yeah. They've given up a lot of points and a lot of yards. I mean, they give up like 500 yards a game, right? I mean, so, so this is a high octane offense that can probably score with almost anybody. Um, and a defense that is a little bit of a matador kind of defense, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they're giving up almost 500 yards a game. I think you already said. Did you already I, say I that? I did say that. Yes, I did say that. I mean, that's it's just it's uh we're going to score more points than you. Come and get it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and, and and if you look at their schedule, right? I mean, they have lost to uh, some some good teams. Memphis is good. Tulsa's good. Cincinnati's good, right? They didn't lose to anybody terrible. So I don't think they're going to come out and lay an egg against us. I, I don't think what's, that's what you should expect them to do. They have not done that uh, this year. In their three losses, of course, they were within a score. I mean, against Tulsa, it was eight points, but they're within, within a score. Actually, it's uh, Cincinnati, they lost by three, and Memphis, they lost by one, right? Um you know, so they're 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 a good team. They're probably the what second best team we'll end up playing this year after uh, uh, after Coastal Carolina. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, because uh, Boise has pr- proven to not maybe be as good as we thought we w- they were. Have to not be the best team. We've so if they lost to San Jose State, would, were they missing like six quarterbacks? How'd that happen? I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Again, their quarterback wasn't playing defense, so I think that was really the problem. Mm. Maybe they should put him in on defense. I don't know that he was playing much offense either. <laughs> but a bing. But a bing. All right. So um, dead body reported. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how does BYU win this game against uh, Central Florida? Um, I think BYU goes back to kind of what they've done classically this season to win this game. Uh, you, you take some early shots over the top, get some, get out, get out in front on points, um, uh, and lock down these these two receivers that seem to be catching most of the passes. Uh, and, and I think we've got the speed on the. I think we've got the speed in the defensive backfield to, to do that. You know, and like I've not watched them play. I've not watched a full game of UCF. I've watched some clips. Um, I think you can cover these two guys, Marlon Williams and Jalen Robinson, um, in man coverage. I just think we've got the talent to do it. And I, I think if you take that away from them, uh, they're going to have a hard time. They're, I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball on us between the tackles. And if you can if you can prevent that passing game from really taking off with these speedsters, uh, we will we'll outscore them, uh, I, I think, pretty easily. Um, so I, so it's going to come down to making the right defensive matchups. I'm, I'm not worried about their defense slowing us down. They've not really slowed anybody down of any consequence. So it's, it's all about, and, and then, the, so it's all about getting the ball back, slowing, stopping them from converting on third down, um, and uh, winning, and probably winning the turnover battle. It's, it's very basic. It's very basic football type of stuff is what we've got to do here. I mean, they're not doing anything tricky. It's not like Coastal that's coming out with this weird offense that you haven't seen. And so the stuff you've got to do is a little bit out of the box. 
with these guys, I mean, it's it's stuff that you've had to handle before. Yeah. Well, I'll 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 say everything you've said is good. I I will say two things. I don't think we're gonna play man uh, up tight on them. I think we're gonna see a zone and two deep like we've seen most of the year because that's just the defense that Tuiaki runs most of the time. Though he has done man right um, on occasion, so I think that's what you'll see to start. Um, I think they're gonna score. I think they're going to score three touchdowns at least, maybe four. No, no, I think they're going to score four touchdowns. They will score points, and they do it fast, and people are going to get frustrated because they score um, and and score well. I think, like you said, you're going to take some shots over the top, and you're going to push the ball downfield. I think in the end, assuming that Tyler Algier is back, because all indications seem to be that he will play on Tuesday night, Assuming that is the case, I think Algier has a massive game and they can't stop anybody running the football. So I, we'll pass for a bunch too, but but I think you'll see a bunch of big runs from Algier and Katoa and also some some good stuff out of the backfield on the passing game too. I mean, they're going to try to shut down Milne and Romney. I mean, everybody's been trying to shut down Milne. It has not worked particularly well. Uh, but I think BYU run, wins this game by... Uh, by getting Algier a bunch of good runs and then a couple of play-action passes that lead to, you know, 30, 40-yard chunk plays. That's how I think they win. And and I don't think it's they win by defense. I think UCF is going to score a bunch of points. Uh, how does BYU lose this game? If this ends up being a loss, w- what circumstances do you think happen? Uh, inability to move the football and given, and giving, and putting the ball on the ground. Yeah, I think turnovers could be a big deal. I just think if the defense can't get any stops and this is a shootout, once you have a shootout, anyone can win, right? It's last person with the ball, one turnover, blocked kick, field goal attempt, that kind of stuff. If it becomes a shootout, anybody can win those games, right? So what BYU has to do is not be in a shootout, right? you got to get a couple of stops on defense. You don't need like six or seven of them, right? Well, I guess it depends on how many how many plays UCF ends up running, but you know what I'm saying. They don't need to they don't need to stop them every time. And as fans, we need to not be frustrated when UCF scores points because you're just going to be frustrated if if, if that's the case because they will score. And yeah, and I I think this team will score. I mean, but do you feel like if you feel like they they could score 45 points on us, like this is like a 50 to 45 type of game. I don't think they will. I think they could. Yes. I mean, they scored 30 points, 30 what, against Cincinnati. They scored 33 against Cincinnati. Now, granted, that was this, uh, that was a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, yeah, it was, I think, two weeks ago. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I would say this. Cincinnati's got a better defense than we do. Uh, they've got a really good defense. And they put 33 points up against Cincinnati. I think you've got to expect they're going to score around. 30 points against us, four touchdowns-ish, right? And, and I think if you expect anything less than that, I, I just think statistically they, they've just shown that they can do that even against good defenses, right? I mean, Memphis isn't as good as us at defense, but they scored 49, right? Um, they scored 44 against Houston, which obviously we scored a lot of points against Houston too, but I'm just saying and Houston's an okay defense, right? So... I just look at that and I say, gosh, 
they're going to score points. But the flip side of that is they just gave up 46 points to um, to South Florida, who is one of the worst offenses in the country. That was just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, so, but but yeah, I, I think that could happen, but I don't think that's likely to answer your question. Yeah, I mean, because I look at this, and, I, you know, they also, I mean, they gave up 34 points to Tulane. Oh, yeah, I, that's what, right. this yeah. defense is terrible. Their defense is not, I, I shouldn't say terrible. They're below average, and they give up some big plays, and they really struggle to stop a good running attack. And you know what's interesting here is even like in the loss against Memphis, they still threw for 600 yards. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean it's yes. crazy, it's just, right? Like they're moving the football. Cincinnati held him to 243, which at a close look here was his was his lowest yardage passing yardage game of the season, and they still scored 33 points on Cincinnati and, and had a chance to win that game. So I mean, it's they're, they're going to move the ball. They're going to score some points. I mean, they're just slinging it. All over the place, um, and the, you know, and it, and that's what they're doing. They're just, they're just, he's just going back there and throwing it. You, know, you don't see. You've got a couple of really eye-popping uh, rushing performances um, here, but it's this is mostly, you know, they're throwing the ball around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they are throwing the ball around. I mean, and again, he's had a good season. I'm not trying to take anything away from him at all as a quarterback. I just, I don't think he's an elite quarterback right he's going to get a high completion percentage against us because of the way we play right i mean that's just i think going to be the case and then again everyone's going to say we make mediocre quarterbacks look amazing as we typically say um but i'm just telling you it's this is not a uh, we're just going to have to be okay with that i mean if you if you look though at at uh just a couple of weeks ago, their last game against South Florida, not a good offense. They gave up 242 yards rushing and 404 yards passing. Right? Did yeah. You, right? I mean, they got 600 yards almost, and South Florida got 600 yards. So, I mean, wow. And South Florida is not, I mean, we're not talking about a good team there, right? They were one and eight. And didn't win a game in the conference. So anyway, all right. Well, let's talk about over under. We're going to play a little over under. Matt, are you ready? All right. Uh, yes, I think that I am. Zach Wilson passing yards. I'll set it at three fifty. You taking the over or the under? Over. I think that's a good choice. The quarterback for South Florida, McLeod, uh, had four hundred and four yards and four touchdowns. So I'm going to take the over as well. Milne receiving 100 and I'm going to adjust this one a little bit. 125 yards. Wow! See, you moved the number on me. Yeah, I did move the number because um, I think that was the wrong line. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under as well, not because he doesn't have a great game. I just think they're going to try to take him away over the top. I, yeah, I mean, had you left it at 115, I might have taken it, but 125 is going to be a little high. I just, I think it's, I, it's boggled my mind a few times, especially against uh, San Diego State, that they weren't helping every time over the top on Milne. With Romney out, I just, I, I, I know why, because they were blitzing so much, really, right? So you can't, you can't do that. Uh, but I just, you know, that back shoulder throw, a couple of those plays, it's like. Well, gosh, of course Milne was going to catch those, 
right? I mean, he's been doing it all year. Um, all right, next one is Algier rushing for, I'm going to move this one as well. Sorry, buddy. 120 yards. Jeez. You're killing me, Smalls. I know. I was like, um, these lines are wrong. I said I'm wrong. Um, I'm actually taking the under there too then. I'm going to take the over. I think he gets a huge day for Tyler Algier. Uh, UCF offense, 415 yards in total offense. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over on that one as well. Uh, the official line, you know, the line has moved since we started since recording. Since we started recording. Yeah, uh, no, I was going to point that, that out too. crazy? It's this is a to... popular... Well, it's a, it's a, this is a popular one for people to look at because people yeah. felt like where it was sitting, it was a, it was a, it was an easier pick. Well, but the yeah. spread and the over under have both moved uh, since you and I got on the, got on the, got on this call. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so the spread is now at what? I'm seeing an even seven. Even seven, but the over under is now at what? Seventy one and, and a half. half. Okay, that one's still at seventy one and a half. Okay, so. Over under at 71 and a half. You know what? This is crazy. I'm taking the over. I am. And uh, I'm taking the and over. I think Vegas, yes. And I think Vegas is going to keep taking the over. If you look at, if you look at what are the, uh, yeah, I mean, even right now at 71 and a half, people are telling you that it's a greater than 50% chance that you're going to go over. I think that that, over, I think that over under, uh, it still has some room. Yeah, I think it does. If it, and, when they, and when they close. If it goes up to 73, I'm out. I'm out on that, on yeah. 73. Um, all right, so BYU, now the spread is seven. Are you taking the Cougars as a seven-point favorite over Central Florida? I am. I am taking Cougars to cover I seven. I am as well. So let's talk about predictions here, Matt. Obviously, we both have BYU winning. What is your final score? I've got BYU winning a final score of 45 28. Mm, I'm close. I have 43 to 30. 43 to 30. Uh, which gets me Super barely. Over. Oh, so we're, well, we're both, we're both at the same. We're both at 73 points. Correct. Correct. Which is, which is interesting. And a slightly, just a slightly different, slightly different spread. I think is, um, this is one of those games where Central Florida is going to hang around. They're going to be somewhat close, and in the fourth quarter, we'll all still be slightly nervous. That's what I think this game will be. Not totally dissimilar from what ended up happening against San Diego State, though I didn't certainly didn't predict that. I thought we would um, beat them more than that. But, I mean, we scored 28 points against a good San Diego State defense. We're going to score a lot of points. But we're a deliberate offense, right? Uh, the only way we end up scoring like 50 or 60 against these guys, it's not because we couldn't. It's because we just don't do that, right? We don't run 75 plays in a game. We don't have 15 drives, right? We do 10 or 11 drives or 12 drives a game, and we'll end up with, you know, 40-something points, a ton of yards. and um, But if it becomes a shootout, then we might end up scoring 50-something, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think a shootout is probably not what we want to see. Um, like, like you said before, a shootout means that both teams are in it late, 
And I, I don't know that that's I don't know that that's then it's a toss up. I mean, there's lots of good analytical evidence that if you go into the last few minutes and you're trading blows, that anything can happen, right? I mean, look at what almost happened to Alabama against Florida. You let them hang around. You keep them within a score. Now Alabama put them away. Good job, Crimson Tide with with uh, you know all of your future NFL draft picks. But you know. And how about that Crimson Tide defense? They're not great. This is not like some of these old... I mean, Florida's obviously got elite talent, but, I mean, this, uh, you know, some of these older Alabama teams are like, yeah, we could hold Florida to 20, 23 points. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, any other predictions if, on this game? No, I just think we've got to... I think we need to be ready for a close game. I, I think you're right. And and the one I think about, if you you go back and you look and you say, what's the toughest game that these guys have played all year? What's the biggest... What's the hardest... What's the best opponent they've played all year? And if you look at the Cincinnati game, they were leading that game by a field goal going into the fourth quarter. They were, yeah. And, um, you know, and then Cincinnati pulled away, outscored them 14-8 to eight, um, in the fourth quarter to walk away, to get out of there with a win. So I think what I really expect to have happen here is we come out hot early. They close the gap during the second and third quarters, and then we've got to pull away in the fourth quarter to win it. Um, so I, I think this will be a fun football game to watch. Um, you know, and it's, I, you know, I, I feel a little bit weird drawing this comparison with the Cincinnati game and how they, you know, they, they were within three points there and almost beat those guys. And, you know, and, but if I look at some, and if you look at the college football playoff rankings, you know, people would they, those people think one way about a comparison between BYU and Cincinnati, but if you look at every other statistical analysis, uh, we're just a better we're just a better team than Cincinnati is. Um, so I, I don't know that we're going to end up with a particularly with a game as close as they played Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. It could happen, right? That's certainly as we've said within the realm of possibility. But I'm with you. I think it follows a similar pattern to that, which is a great lead-in to the fact that Cincinnati should be in the college football playoff, Matt. So let's talk about the college football playoff. Um, oh, the, the B5 Invitational? So, yeah, yeah. So so I just tweeted this out earlier today. Ohio State has no place in the college football playoff. Is, do you disagree with that statement? I do not disagree with that. They didn't play enough games. It's stupid. And the fact that Indiana who played a similar amount of games, played Ohio State close, and they're not getting in a New Year's Six Bowl because Barta says they didn't play enough games. But three-loss Iowa State gets in because they played more so games, but Ohio Indiana State gets in? didn't play enough games. They played one more game than Ohio State did. I mean, the, 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 the reasoning here is just absent. I mean, it's they just say stuff. He just says stuff to justify the picks, right? There's no internal consistency. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Indiana's that good of a team, right? Uh, well, I didn't... wouldn't swap Ohio State out for Indiana. Well, no, but here's the thing. The, the college football playoff, it's easy. It's Alabama and Clemson, right? That's easy. Okay? Those are your top two teams. Then it becomes... Who else do you take after that? Right? Do you take A and M? Do you take um, Cincinnati? Do you take Notre Dame? And to me, if I were picking, I would pick Notre Dame and Cincinnati for my third and fourth teams. Who would you pick? I think I would also take Notre Dame 
and Cincinnati. I don't care what Jimbo Fisher says about how they only lost to the number one team. You know what they did against the number one team? They got destroyed. So you had your chance to make a good statement. You didn't even win your own freaking division. Go away, Jimbo Fisher. Right? Like, I hate this. Like, we're the best conference in all the land. Great. Good for you. Go win it then. and Or go back to the Big 12 and win that. Which, by the way, they, they would have won that probably walking away. Oh, and been in the college football playoff. Huh. Hmm. Good call, you know. Good call. Interesting. Well, they're richer, so there's that. Um, but the other, I mean, w- uh, Coastal Carolina, quite frankly, I, has, uh, I think has a better better claim to it than Ohio State. They played six freaking games. Yeah, six games. I just don't know how you can judge a team based on six games. Now, if every other team had had several games canceled and the average oh, number yeah, of for games sure. played was six, sure. But if you go down this list, I see 11 games, 11 games, 11 games, 9 games, 10 games, 11 games, 9 games, 9 games, 11 games. Like, that's the top 10 other than Ohio State. So I, I just don't know that you could look and say, yeah, th- that six, those six games against those six teams is enough for us to tell you that that team belongs in, in, in the playoff. Especially, I mean, look at some of these scores, right? I mean, I, I just, I'm just not buying it. And don't get me wrong. I understand Ohio State is historically a, a competitive team. I understand that year in, year out, they're a good team. I understand that somebody might look and use the eye test you know, and say, hey, look, like, I just think that Shut up better. with the eye test. But you I played hate that six, crap. You played six games. And I'm not trying to punish anybody for that. I'm, I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying you punish them for not for having games get canceled due, due to COVID. I, COVID. I think you got to flip the narrative here. What, you, what you're doing here is you're rewarding them for games that they didn't play. And you're punishing other teams that, that played 10 games, right? Like you're, Yeah, that's A&M, exactly A&M's the case. a great example. A&M played nine games, lost to the best team in the country, arguably, right? And that has pushed them out of the top four. Ohio State didn't have the luxury of playing the best team in the country, um, you know, or, or or really, I mean, they played they what play two the- two good teams they- in Northwestern Indiana. That's it. That's right. Out of their six, right? And and A and M played more top twenty five teams than they did, and three more games. I just think you have you've got. Yeah. I, so if I, I'm making an argument there, and if I had to choose between between Ohio State and A and M, I would take A and M. I would I also even- take A and M over Ohio State. Yes. Um, and then, and then I also look at, I'm like, well, okay, Notre Dame, it will see here's, and here's one of the arguments that I think people get into. I'd be interested in your opinion on this. So when you pick your four teams, are you trying to say like, forget, forget, uh, conference landscapes. I just want to ta- take the four best teams in the country. Yes. I don't care. I, I don't, I don't think you should give a ton of extra credit for conference championships. Not when you've only got four teams. Do you think you should give extra credit for conference championships? Uh, no. I mean, as a tiebreaker, right? If you got two teams that resumes are like the same, and one of them's a conference champion and one of them isn't, sure. But if you're going to tell me like, um, well, Notre Dame didn't win the ACC, so they don't get in. Well, they split with the number two team in the country. So that feels like a pretty good resume to me. Um, you know... And AM did not have a big, huge win over one of the best teams in the country. So that's the difference, right, between 
two one-loss teams that were very good in 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 conference play. Yeah, I'm just not sure who I would take, who my four would be, right? So I think you're right, Alabama and Clemson for sure. Um, Cincinnati and, and Notre then, Dame, and then it's maybe Notre done. Dame for what you just laid out. I think you've got to give. I think you got to take Cincinnati. They played nine games and didn't lose any. You know, the question for me just becomes, you know, it, it really becomes comes down to, for me, a discussion about Texas A&M, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame. Uh, that I think that's I think that's really what, what the conversation really is. Uh, Oklahoma, I don't think I would have there in the mix. Florida, I definitely would not have in the mix. Um, and Ohio State, I wouldn't with six games. I would just Wait, say I, there's not enough not enough data. I take Coastal Carolina as much as we don't like them right now. I mean, they they were ten and zero. They beat us, right? I, I mean, they beat. Yeah, Louisiana. but I'd have a hard time taking. I I agree with what you're saying, and I think Coastal's a good team. I I have a hard. I would have a hard time taking Coastal over Notre Dame or Texas A. Oh no, I wouldn't take them over either of those. But I'd take them over Ohio State. And this isn't because of some hatred for the Buckeyes. I I have a lot of respect for Ryan Day and the program he runs and. They obviously have a talented group. And yes, on paper, are they one of the best four teams? Probably. But I don't give a crap about paper. That's for that's for discussion in the preseason. You have to judge them. And like you said, you're punishing Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati for playing full schedules. Well, think about that. You're Well, think about, think about what you just said, right? And I'm going to think about two programs very specifically that got punished exactly the way that everybody's refusing to punish Ohio State, and that's BYU and Coastal Carolina. What, what's the big knock on Coastal? Why are they ranked 12th here, D- other than have, the fact that they're not a P5 school? Didn't have enough good games. Not enough good games. One good so win. Why but can't actually I say they that? had two good wins. You know, Ohio State had, okay, so they beat two ranked teams, but they only played six times. Like, I just, I yeah, I just, I, there's, I think you just have to say there's not a complete data set. They're ineligible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And anyway, all right. Well, let's let's go do our bowl game preview part one. Matt, are you ready for part one of our bowl game preview? Oh, the bowl game preview <coughs> extravaganza? Bowl game preview extravaganza, which, of course, starts with tomorrow's Myrtle Beach Bowl between Appalachian State, or is it Appalachian State? I just go with App State. I feel like we have this conversation every year. I think we do. Uh Eight and three against four and five North Texas. This is exciting, Matt. Uh, App State is favored by twenty-one points. Who you got? I got App State. Can I pick Army in this game? Why doesn't Army like we're sending a we're sending a team with four wins to the Myrtle Beach Bowl and Sorry. we can't get Army in there somewhere? They, there's a tie-in conference See, tie-ins. But this is another thing, and I I, I got to stop ranting on this show yeah, today. You are, you are this is another thing that's bothering today. me about the postseason in college football. It's all it's all these weird contractual ties. The contractual ties have jacked up what we can do with the playoff, and that's that. I think that's part of the reason the playoff is a disaster. And it's so it'd be so easy to just put together a playoff. EA Sports figured it out in their football game years ago on a video game, and we just can't do it in real life, dude. But it's, these yeah, these yeah. It's easy. these contracts where you are taking North Texas or South Carolina or some of these teams over a nine win. Uh, army team it's just it's just silly so yeah app state because north texas shouldn't even be there yeah uh, app state for sure they're going to destroy them north texas isn't any good here's here's another thing that you were talking about we've talked about this before i used to do it every year but it gets depressing 
right? Which is, I would talk about my dream 16-team playoff, where you take the um, where you take the the champion of each of the conferences. And there's how many conferences now? Ten. One, two, yep. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, and then you have six at-large bids, right? And if you did that today, right, you'd have Bama, Ohio State. They'd get in because they're the Big Ten champs, right? Uh, Clemson, obviously. Um, Oklahoma is technically the Big 12 champ. Coastal I mean, Carolina gets in. Cincinnati gets in, right? Anyway, you go through the list, and then you've got six at large. You know who gets in in that scenario this year? BYU gets in, right? Texas A&M gets in. Indiana probably gets in, right? Like, now all of a sudden you have a legitimate playoff and no, very little subjectivity. The subjectivity is only for the six at large, which of course would be a big debate. But at that point, the argument could be, well, you didn't win your conference. So you put yourself in a committee's hands, right? Or a computer's hands. Anyway, all right, next bowl. Let's see what we got here. We've got, oh, the other Tuesday bowl that's at, oh, we always do this. Percent chance you watch any of the Myrtle Beach Bowl between App State and North Texas? Zero. Uh, what time is that game? One thirty. One thirty. Yeah. Central time. I think I'm actually going to be working, so I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. All right. Tuesday, two thirty p.m. It's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on the Blue Turf. Six and five Tulane. Six and two Nevada. Tulane is favored by three points. I'm taking the Wolf Pack. Oh, I'm taking the Green Wave. Going with the Green Wave. Good job. Nice job there, buddy. Uh, percent chance you see any of that game? Um, it's actually decent. Zero percent for me. But you'll think you might see some of that one. I might watch a couple minutes of it. We'll see what's going on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, my uh, wife's family's having their annual Christmas party, but this time via Zoom. So I will not be uh, watching that one. All right, on Wednesday, the 23rd, we first start out at 2 p.m. with the R&L Carriers Bowl in New Orleans uh, between 5 and 4 Louisiana Tech. And seven and five Georgia Southern. Um, Georgia Southern's favored by six and a half. I've got Georgia Southern in this one. Yeah, I'm also going to take Georgia Southern here. Uh, percent chance I watch any of that game zero. I'm also working yeah, on Wednesday, so none of that. Not not going to happen, unfortunately. All right. On the later that night is the Montgomery Bowl between seven and three Memphis and five and three Florida, Florida Atlantic. Memphis is favored by nine and a half. Yeah, the Tigers win. Yeah, Tigers roll. And there is a probably 100% chance I catch at least a little of this game. Yeah, Wednesday night in prime time. I'll see some of that. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting one. Not at night, uh, because the Hawaii Bowl is not a thing this year, is uh, the Christmas Eve is the New Mexico Bowl between 4 and 4 Hawaii and 3 and 4 Houston. Houston is favored by 13 points, almost two touchdowns. Um I'm going to go with Houston in this one. Yeah, Houston covers easily. Uh, Houston covers and wins, and uh, I very little chance I see any of this terrible game. Not a, you can't play that game in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. I need that game at night. Yeah, but well, you, can, you can. It's the New Mexico Bowl being played in Texas. Just drive up to Dallas. You can go see it yourself. It's so bizarre. It's like the Rose Bowl being played in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. it'll be good. 
Yeah, that'll be great. But yeah, I'm not gonna be able to watch this now. I mean, you know what though? I'll just watch It's a Wonderful Life. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, watch It's a Wonderful Life. It's it'll be better than this bowl game. All right, one bowl game on Christmas Day. That's the Camellia 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 Bowl. I forget how to say that. Seven and two Marshall, five and one Buffalo. Buffalo's a pretty good team this year. Three and a half point favorites, but I'm going with the herd. Oh, you're crazy. Going with I'm the taking upset. Buffalo here. They've got that running back who's just, oh, he's, yeah, he's gonna he is, rumble. He is, he is, a, uh, he is he something is a sight else. To behold. He's yeah, pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, there is, I will, I'll probably see some of this game. That's in like the dead zone as kids are playing and it's time to take a nap and I'll fall asleep prime to that nap game. Time. That is prime nap time. Yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they didn't get screwed at all. On December 26th, they get to, they get to be in the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl against 9-1 oh liter- Liberty. Uh, there is no... Oh yeah, the spread is six for Carol- Coastal Carolina at this point. Uh, I am going to go with Liberty just because I don't like number ninety-four. Um, I also don't like some of the. Pl- I don't like the way some of the players from Coastal behaved during the game, but they beat this Liberty team. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't be particularly. What a terrible matchup for team. them. But this is terrible. Like we had. Think about this. It like sucks. We, our fans got. A, we're all weirded out because we, we're playing UCF, and I feel, and I'm like, no, guys, like. You said a bad a matchup. Good football yeah. team. Yeah, it's yeah. a good football team. It's a good like, matchup. It's a great matchup. I'm excited about our our bowl game. But if I were a coastal fan, I would be having a very hard time oh, yeah. pitching it's a, that. It's terrible a matchup for them. with Liberty. Like, yeah, I mean, you were on bleh. the cusp of New Year's six, and it's if Cincinnati had lost in the uh, uh championship game, you get a New Year's six bowl instead you're playing Liberty again. Like, ugh. Terrible. That's All right. not even fun. Like, uh, yeah, and I will games. end up seeing some of that game near 100%. At the same oh, yeah, time, that's happening. Two and eight South Carolina is versus six and three UAB in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Um, the uh, UAP, oddly enough, against the two and eight team is a four and a half point favorite. I'm going to go with, are they the Dragons? Aren't they the dragons? Yeah, they're the Blazers. Blazers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a program that didn't exist for a year, yeah, a yeah. couple of years ago, right? There they suspended like this is, and it wasn't a COVID thing. It was like we're just not going to do football anymore. Yeah, yeah. And here they are playing a two-win South Carolina. But you know what? Do you know what the dumbest thing about this is? What's that? Is that UAB is going to beat South Carolina? Okay. Yes. And and I believe they will beat them by more than five and a half points. Yes, I um, agree. And then everybody's going to say, look at them. That's a P5 win. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a P5 win. How can, how can you not respect that? What does that even mean? How can you not respect that? Yeah, they're terrible. Can... They're terrible. Whatever. But, Whatever. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can tell I'm, I'm, I'm still riled up about You are very riled up. I love it. Hey, ranting is not, my thing. Why are you ranting? I am not. I am not in a good place here. No, with you this. are not Wouldn't in a good place. Wouldn't you rather let Coastal Carolina play South Carolina? Get a little bit of that. I mean, Coastal Carolina as a school, if I if I understand correctly, was once like a campus, like a satellite campus in South Carolina. They should have given them that matchup. Let Coastal Carolina beat South Carolina by 14 points. Yeah. Like, that would have at least been fun. I know. I, it's you know, dumb. I, what no, a, dumb matchups. All right. The next bowl game is the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl that same day after Christmas. Nine and one Raging Cajuns against... Uh, UTSA. The Raging Cajuns, of course, are favored by 13. I'm taking, ha- having uh, you know played UTSA earlier, I'm taking Louisiana, uh, and I think they cover. Yeah, I'm with you there. 
you know, the the that's a matchup I, I would have been cool if BYU had played Louisiana. I'm I'm fine with the US UCF matchup, but if we're gonna play a non P five team in a bowl, why not a ranked one, right? Could have been cool. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I'd take you. I think I, I I'm with you. That'd be that. I think that that would be a fine matchup. I but I would rather take UCF. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, next one is Lending Tree Bowl. Same day. Uh, it's basically the toilet bowl. Five and six Western Kentucky. Five and four Georgia State. Georgia State uh, favored by four and a half. I don't care. I'll take Georgia State. I guess. I have no idea. I'm taking Western Kentucky because I All like right, the take the Hilltoppers. All right, there will be no bowl games, it looks like, uh, for days after that. Uh, and then we've got, on Tuesday the 29th, we've got maybe the first really good bowl game of the season, uh, besides our own, is the Cheez-It Bowl between 7-3 and three Oklahoma State, 8-2 and two Miami. Oklahoma State is opened at 1.5, right, but it's now 3. I'm going to take Miami in this one. Over the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm also I'm also t- picking the upset. I got Miami. All right, and then uh, later that day is the v- Valero Alamo Bowl. Six and three Texas, four and one uh, Oklahoma, Colorado. Uh, I'm not sure if Colorado's any good or not. Twelve and a half point favorite for Texas. I'm going to take the Longhorns. I keep hearing that Texas is back. Is that true? Texas back. Um, I've heard that for many years. I keep hearing that. I keep hearing they're Every back. Year. Actually, I'm taking them here. I don't know that they're back, but I'm taking them here. I'm going to take them. Well, that's all we got. That's all we got, uh, folks. That's gonna, the we're Bulls. We're going to stop there? We'll stop there. We'll do the rest of the Bulls. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, Monday or Tuesday, talk about the, the bowl game, talk about hoops, uh, and preview a bunch of other bowl games. And, by the way, we'll probably take some questions next time. How's that? You might you might remember to send that out with less with more than an hour to go before we record. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was more like thirty minutes okay. actually because I was starting to do the agenda and I opened up Twitter. I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't ask for any why questions. Did, why didn't anybody send us any questions? Yeah, what's up with the uh, listeners? Don't they care? We didn't ask for any. I didn't ask, so they didn't know we were recording. Anyway, well, thanks everyone. To you, listeners. Yeah. Christmas present. You don't have to listen to your own questions. Just listen to us yap, which actually you do anyway. So, uh, well, Merry Christmas to everybody, Matt. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, one and all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very excited for Christmas. I'm excited uh, uh, to watch BYU in a bowl game against Central Florida. And, um, you know, if you are feeling in the giving mood, you can always go to patreon.com slash rise and shot and become a patron of the show um but if you're not in a giving mood that's okay too you can still listen um thanks everybody for downloading and listening and we will catch you next time go cougars <laughs>